0: frightening night on America's baddiest podcast the pod people I'm Matisse Van Rossum and I'm sucking my way through town no that was my name <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Ben sheets but only if you believe oh okay well I was gonna say I'm, I'm sucking the town
2: dry or whatever the line is from the movie but no, I guess I guess not. I guess I'm not
0: doing. You that. know, if we each take one side of town, we'll suck through town that much faster. He's right.
1: Cleveland Mosher, and he's gonna have sex with all of your moms. No, well,
0: <laughs> well, but you have to invite on. him in first. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> I'm taking my glasses off. I'm just. I'm rubbing my temples. You would you say that you've start. seen
0: enough? You know, I, I think I think
2: so. <laughs> At this point. I think we're good. Can we just end the podcast
0: here? But we haven't talked about Fright Night yet, Cleveland. Oh,
2: you know what? You're right. And that movie is very fun. Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, we're talking about Fright Night. The original, not the remake. The 1985 uh, film written and directed by Tom Holland. Not that one. Not Uh, not Spider-Man. Spider-Man
1: did not direct this movie. But you might know Tom Holland because he also directed Child's Play.
0: The original Child's Play. No. Wrote yeah. and directed, yeah, which we covered a few years ago,
2: and also he he starred in that Uncharted
0: movie. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I thought that was Tom Holland. That's the baby Tom Holland. <laughs> no relation to the baby. Yeah, the baby starred in Uncharted. That's right, <laughs> alongside Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> i'm just imagining like
2: you know like they're shooting a vampire scene and they call cut and we we the, the camera spins around and we see there's a baby behind the camera is the director a baby dressed as spider-man
0: <laughs> spider baby man i think i think even saying that like <laughs> baby it's like spider baby <laughs>
2: it's spider baby man
0: <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. an important distinction <laughs> it's it's baby spider-man <laughs> no
2: it's, it's Spider Baby Man. Spider
0: Baby Man. What about man? What about man baby spider?
2: No, that that's fucked up. <laughs> that's all kinds of wrong. It's not man baby spider because that's that's like part spider, part baby, part man. <laughs> what about
0: What about Spider Baby Man? No, that's a man made of spider babies. So what was the correct one?
1: It was, it was that. It was Spider Baby Man. Oh shit! It was.
2: Is
0: it Spider Man? No,
2: Spider Baby Man.
1: Oh okay.
2: It's where you put oh, the hyphen. It's okay. where
0: the hyphen. So the hyphen is between baby and man. No, it's between Spider and Baby and Man. <laughs> well, now you're just talking crazy, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh God, that's. That's what we do. The podcast, for. Ben. This ben, is, you. This is why we're here. You picked this movie for us to talk about. This yeah. was your choice. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, hadn't and seen I. and I and I thank you for it.
1: I hadn't seen this movie since high school, actually, and I remember really loving it and really enjoying the comedic elements of it as well as the effects. Um, this movie's an awesome effects showcase, and honestly, we just finished watching it, and I think it holds up amazingly i'll say it's probably better on rewatch than i originally remembered
0: yeah fantastic film i haven't seen it since college so it's been a a long time for me as well and it it really held up and i feel like we've been watching so many like disappointing vampire movies as of late you know, with with Twilight and with Boat Dracula and so on, even though there's a pretty wide gulf between those two movies. Um, but I don't know, I just felt like that the the fucking Gordon Ramsay meme, uh, finally some good fucking food when you're watching this movie. It's like, ah, yeah, that's right. Vampire movies can be good and fun and exciting mm-hmm. and have good practical effects.
2: not be a waste of time and
0: not be a huge enormous waste of Mm -hmm. my time um and hey you thought boat dracula was scary what about house dracula this 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 film dares to ask that exciting question (laughs) what if dracula was in a house (laughs) what if dracula Dracula was in a house but even scarier what if that house was next door to you What what if dracula was your next door neighbor That'd be pretty scary, wouldn't it? You know what it would? Fright really, night! Really, I think
2: the real question this movie asks is is what if what if Dracula was an 80s bully?
0: Yeah, and wanted to fuck your mom and also your girlfriend. And also your girlfriend. Yeah. He gets it, man. And maybe and maybe your weird little freaky best friend too. Yeah, Evil Ed. Yeah. <laughs> what if your best friend was named Evil Ed and the Dracula who lived next door wanted to fuck him and your mom and your girlfriend? But how? just wanted to kill you.
1: <laughs> I really want to know how he got the, the nickname Evil. I, I'm thinking Arson.
0: I mean, have you seen him? Uh, true, he's pretty... He's an evil little gremlin. <laughs> he's an evil little gremlin man.
1: He's a he's a little freak for sure. Constantly cackling at things.
0: And yeah, squealing. And yeah. He
2: makes all sorts of weird noises. <laughs>
0: it's great. It he's is my favorite right? character in the movie, yeah. honestly. Evil oh, for sure. Is, yeah. Um in in a in a film that's really, you know, just full of great characters mm-hmm. um great and own. yeah, this is a, a classic 80s schlock film. Knows exactly what it is, has a great sense of fun and like you mentioned Ben some really great practical effects. It's a good time.
1: Yeah, I, I mean we it takes it. the kind of 80s tropes of like teenage movie, you know. And kind of elevates it with, like, fun premises and comedy that lands a lot of the time sure. for me. And, like, some great effects work. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the whole premise. The neighbor next door is a vampire. The kid living there doesn't know who to turn to, so he turns to the the, the local horror host. You know, this Vincent Price kind of guy uh, Peter, Vincent. Peter Vincent Peter Vincent which is yeah. very direct
0: <laughs> very on the nose yeah. yeah what if Vincent Price was like a, a local public access guy who hosted the weekly Fright Night variety show sure yeah, yeah. yeah
1: sort of Elvira's sort of yeah horror host it's a real it's a, a real
0: shame a if you will
1: yeah a Svengoolie
2: yeah excellent emphasis on ghoolie yeah um it's a real. It's a real shame he never hosted a game show. They could have called it The Price Is Right.
0: Oh, damn! That would have been such an obvious choice. Speaking it's a, it's of too obvious, one might say. R.I.P. The legend Bob Barker finally died. A man was old. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I must have gotten him retiring and dying mixed up. I did not realize.
0: Yeah, I mean he retired. Died. He retired years ago. Oh, yeah. Which I means good for um, him. He, he got a good retirement, and it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he did the prices right for like
1: <laughs> like, like fifty like years.
0: years.
1: <laughs> yeah, since Christ. Yeah, and then, he was, and then, yeah, he was and replaced then replaced by Drew Carey, who's now skinny. Yeah, and weird. He looks, he's he's yeah. like if one we... of those guys who used to be fat but is skinny now, but Ke- still has all the the fat skin on him.
0: Kevin Smith style. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it's very unsettling. But it's still good go for back. him. I, no. Yeah, I mean good. <laughs> you go back. No, let him
0: be healthy. Let him
1: do it. Good, go he good wants.
0: for him. I stopped well, I stopped caring about the prices right. You stopped I, you stopped Drew caring? I stopped Drew caring about the prices right when Bob Barker left. how did we get onto the prices right? <laughs> Me, that's my fault. I said Vincent Price. Oh the Price Vincent, is Vincent right. Price is right. Okay, that's right, yeah. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. A really stupid joke is what got us here. I I love I love the 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 introduction to this film sort of over the opening credits um because, you know, we're sort of, like, panning up this, like, suburban street at night, and you're hearing two people talking, right. and it's uh, a man and a woman, and, you know, they they seem to be, you know, amorous, and he's telling, he's like, oh, you've you've never looked so beautiful, so pale, your lips are so red, and she's like, ooh, you've got a hot neck, and it's like, <laughs> and, you know, at this point, we're Not like, like it's like zooming in on, like, the window of this house, you know, and then, right Right when it gets up to the window, we see that the voices we're hearing are on TV, you know. And we, there's a you know this this woman, uh, this va- vampire lady, like about to attack this guy, and you know then um, the 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 great Peter Vincent, the vampire killer, comes in and holds a cross up his light, and she's like,
2: <laughs> "I really like that." After that, we 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 cut to Peter Vincent in his his abode, um, at, you know, doing a one of those bookend. Sections, that you yeah, get on where he sits stuff out of the coffin. And, like, we get a couple of those throughout throughout the movie, and they're all just centered around how great he is.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, this yeah. is my favorite movie. I starred because it. I it's because started. I starred in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and it does like the little, the Fright Night title. Like, it spells it out in like blood, mm. and it pans over, and we see our our protagonist Charlie um, and his girlfriend Amy making out, and. Uh, you know, I, so it's all—it's all in all just like a really nice introduction to like characters that we're going to be seeing throughout the movie. Yeah. You know, the the recurring sort of uh, themes and stuff. <laughs> and then Charlie, it's quickly distracted because he sees two guys carrying what looks to be a coffin into the basement of the abandoned house next door, and uh, he gets so distracted by this that he will not have sex with his girlfriend and she gets very offended by that. Um, like as, as I think she is right to do, because like when they're making out, he's like trying to put his hand up under her shirt and she's like, no, Charlie, I said, stop it. And he's like, all you've been saying, we've been going steady for a year. And all you've been saying is, uh, is no, Charlie, stop it. And I'm tired of it. And then it's like, he gets distracted by the people next door. And then she's like, oh, okay, I guess let's get into bed and bang, and he's like, hang on, I gotta look <laughs> like, I gotta do some peeping real quick. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some spying. <laughs> I gotta do some rear window shit. And she eventually gets so fed and up. And she's like, but what about my rear window? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't top she gets, that one. And then she get... <laughs>
1: Go on. (laughs) Well, he doesn't top that one. And she she storms out and leaves. I love the argument they have downstairs where she's like, I don't know if you want to make love with me or you don't. And the mom is just sitting there watching TV on the couch. I love love
0: how completely oblivious the mom is through the entire (laughs) movie. She never has, like, any awareness of what's going on at all. Like, later when, like uh dandridge the vampire like you know sort of like flirts his way into the house and stuff and you know later he's like threatening charlie and she's just she just sleeps through all of it through him like getting thrown around his room like through the the fucking like closet door and like smashing through the window and she just and when she finally does wake up he's just like He's just like, oh, Mom, don't worry about it. I had a nightmare. And she's like, you know, last night I also had a nightmare that I was at a bake sale and I was stark naked. Can you believe that? <laughs> He's like, just go back to bed, Mom. She's like, okay. <laughs> just like never realizes that anything is going on. He's like the most oblivious parent in any horror sure. movie ever. I love how they introduce
1: those characters because after that... Uh, Charlie keeps being neglectful to Amy, his yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> he's still peeping out the the, the the first floor window now.
2: He's peeping out that window. Later on, he's he's hiding he, in the
1: bushes.
2: Hiding in the bushes. He's looking, um, he's watching the news instead of paying attention to her throughout the movie. He just he's perpetually neglecting her. Um, yeah, no, I love I love how this movie Until
0: Mr. Steel Yo Girl
2: comes along. Mr. Steel Yo Girl <laughs> Uh, but I do, I do really like how this movie handles meta a great deal. Yeah. Because it's genuine. It's just, oh man, is it like the movies? We don't know. Yes, it is. And that's it. It's as simple as that, really. Um, the, the TV man ends up involved in reality. Like, oh, turns out vampires are real. That's cute. That's fun. It's nice. It's, It's relatively simple. With, with this whole parade of meta commentary in movies right now, and there's just so much of that. So that just happened, you know, bullshit. Sure. It's nice to see a classic eighties film that just that just begs the question, what if the vampires were like the ones on the TV? And I like that. I sure. like the
1: simplicity of it. It's pure At the same time they do play with that idea a bit in the juxtaposition. Plenty. In for example, Peter Vincent, the horror host, you know, on his show, he's this sort of brave, you know, fearless vampire killer. And in reality, he's just some dude who he, uh, he's is just an, he's on the verge kid. of getting evicted from his apartment and a coward.
0: Yeah, he's you know. he's just an actor. It's, it's, like, honestly, like, his inclusion in the whole thing is my favorite part of the movie. And I mm-hmm. think the most compelling, yeah. like, plot point of the movie... Charlie, I think, is, like, maybe the least interesting character in the film. Like, he's fine. I like him. Um, but I don't think that he's got, like, the most interesting through line. Whereas, like, Peter Vincent, this, as you say, this sort of, like, old washed up, like, public access Vincent Price, who's on the verge of, you know, being evicted from his apartment, um... Is the one, the only one that anybody can think of to go to when vampires turn out to be real. He's not—he's not qualified at all. He's—he's well, he's just a guy on TV. Yeah. But and- who else are they going to go to in this rinky-dink little town? They're like, well, you're the vampire killer on TV, so naturally, you're the one who we've got to go to, who knows everything about vampires.
1: And we should mention that Charlie goes to the cops first. Oh he, yeah, sure. He brings like the lieutenant to the neighbor's house and gets laughed off because obviously. Who's gonna believe in vampires? Yeah, I, I like how they they pull in the skepticism.
0: Yeah, well, um, I mean, Charlie's kind of a fuck. Charlie's kind of a dingus. Like, I mean, really, everybody he's in this movie. Kind of a movie, fuck dingus. He's kind of yeah. He's kind of a fuck dingus. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> <Hey>.
0: <laughs> Charlie's kind of a fuck dingus. Everybody in this movie's a fuck dingus. Nobody is all that smart. No, but you know, Charlie, like he's he's like that that whole series of events where he's like. Peeping through the window and sees like this, this like beautiful woman like taking her top off as like. You know, Dandridge comes up behind her, and he's shirtless and sexy. Taurus is just shredding. yeah, and it's like he's like Whaling. Charlie's like sitting there, like looking through the binoculars. Even though the house is like ten feet, like there's like ten feet between <laughs> the two houses, and the woman as she's taking her top off is like making eye contact with him while he's like <laughs> looking through, and his like mouth is hanging open. He's like the he's like a fucking you know cartoon wolf, you know, steamed shooting out of his ears (laughs) you know I'm surprised his eyes aren't like popping through the binoculars and out them if this was a cartoon they would be Mm -hmm. um and like of course like Dandridge sees it like makes eye contact with him and he does like a very like slow and sensuous like closing of the blinds
2: (laughs) I love how Dandridge goes so abruptly between Bela Lugosi and Biff it's always, like, played just perfectly, like, for the the most comedic effect. Like, if he, yeah. you know, if, if it's funny for him to be, like, to be Dracula, he's Dracula. If it's funny for him to be Biff, he's fucking Biff from Back to the Future. Like, it, and it's great. He's such a bully. He's just a mean piece of shit. And he's uh, he's also, like, fancy enough to still be, like, comedic.
0: Yeah, it's like they can't, like, straight up give him, like, a cloak you know, because he's in America, this is America in yeah. the 80s. I mean, but he kind of
1: has one. Well, that's, that's
0: what I'm saying. They give him, they give him like the modern equivalent. They give him this big gray leather trench coat and this bright red scarf. He's kind that, of killing it, if I'm being real. He always, it's always like, <laughs> he's swagged It's out. like he won't be wearing it, and then he needs to do like some vampire stuff, and he'll like walk out of the room and come back in, and he's got like his <laughs> coat and his red scarf on. I mean, do you blame him? <laughs> no. He looks up. No. Yeah, no, they call him Ranch. He's dressing. He's Yeah, call him Ranch because he'd be, he be dressing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great role. Chris Sarandon plays uh, he's, Dandridge. He's great. In this. He's very, very good. Um, like you said, the, the perfect split between uh, suave aristocrat and 80s jock <laughs> kind of character, um, which is a, just like a really fun combination for like a vampire like a a modern take on a vampire you know um very cool and suave still you know sexy and and mesmerizing and enchanting just like this movie yeah Yeah. it's
2: it's just so 80s Mm. man like there's like a whole dance sequence with multiple tracks that's all 80s
1: well they're themed to the movie and they're themed to the movie it's like The beast within, yeah. The beast within. The
2: uh, the armies of the night are after you. Are like the lyrics. It's very cute.
0: Yeah, I Um, think I think uh, pretty much all of those songs that play in the club scene, I think, are original tracks that they got written. One of them was by Sparks. I saw that. Yeah.
1: Um, One of the things I really love about this movie is how it's structured. Mm. Um, Right from the first scene, we're introduced to the main conceit that there is a vampire. But rather than having the whole thing being, are they a vampire, aren't they? We're introduced and confirmed
0: pretty early. Pretty much right away. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: it is actually a vampire. So rather than kind of trying to spend the whole movie to convince people that it's an actual vampire, we get something more interesting. And the whole Peter Vincent angle. Yeah,
0: well... Still, a lot of the movie is trying to convince people that he's a vampire, but not convince the audience that he's a vampire, yes, right? Yes, I think that's a key distinction. Yeah, because, like, sort of to go back to what I was saying a minute ago, like, Charlie is fucking stupid. Like, he <laughs> doesn't go about any of this, like, the right way. No. You know, like, his his attempt to convince people is just being, like, the guy next door is a vampire, you gotta believe me. And everyone's like, What the fuck are you talking about, you dipshit? <laughs> and he's like, uh he's like, but I saw him. I saw him I saw him kill a lady. And they're like, No, you didn't, you fucking loser. Well, I also I also think his
2: acting is not very good, but it works really well for the movie. Like, his sure. there's yeah. a there's a corny staleness to him that uh in, in a serious film wouldn't work but but here and it, it it really is funny like every time he like is his kind of a yeah is so weirdly stilted
0: he is one of the closest things that the movie has to a straight man i guess amy sort of is too but all the other characters are like much goofier than yeah. than charlie um, which I think is what makes them more interesting. Yeah, the characters like Evil Ed and yeah. Peter Vincent, of course. yeah.
1: Well, I love the the first scene we get where it's confirmed that he's a vampire, really, you know like after he calls the cops and you know makes a fool of himself. Mm. Uh, Dandridge shows up at night in the house and confronts them.
0: Yeah, after flirting with his mom. Cause Charlie goes yeah. to Ed before that, and is like, "How do I, uh, you know, what, like, what do I have to do? Like, he knows that I saw him. Like, what do I do to like protect myself from a vampire?" And you know, he gives him all the the basic stuff. Is like, "Oh, keep crucifix, like, wear garlic around your neck, blah blah blah." But most importantly, just make like he can't come into your house unless he's invited in. And then, like, the next scene, he's in his room, and he's, like, looking, at his mom's like, hey, come downstairs for a minute, and he comes down, and there's Dandridge sitting in the living room, and she's like, I invited our new neighbor over for drinks, and he's got, like, a Bloody Mary with, like, a little celery stock <laughs> in it, just, like, immediately, like, mom invited him in, and he's like, now that I've been invited in, I'm gonna come over whenever I want. <laughs> With your lovely mother's permission, of course. She's like, "Oh, Mister Dandridge."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I really love how Dandridge uh, is always eating like apples and oranges and having. Yeah, that doesn't make Marys. sense.
0: Vamp- vampires aren't supposed to be able
2: well, to do that. It's, it's like it's funny too because the like there's a lot of emphasis on it. Um, the second scene we see, he's constantly eating him, fruit. <laughs> he's just chomping down on an apple. He uses the apple also to spook. Uh, uh, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uses the apple to spook Charlie out of the bushes. Um, so like a lot of emphasis is put on that. And at that point, there's so much comment. There's so much meta commentary already happening in the film. Like, ooh, this is what TV vampires are like. Are they like this in quote the real world? Do we know? So we see him eating, and my thought was, uh, oh, okay, that's like a clue. That's like a sign that maybe he's not all you know. Like, uh, maybe not all the rules are the same in in real life. Uh, and that sort of ends up being a red herring.
0: Yeah, because all the rules like basically are the same. Yeah, all the rules are there. <laughs> the the, the mirrors, the, the garlic, the, <laughs> yeah. the
2: fucking... Well, I guess we don't really see the garlic. But the crosses. Uh, the crosses. Um the I do love water, the, yeah. the stipulation with the crosses that you have to have faith. You know, it's a belief in fairies kind yeah. of situation. I, I
0: think do. that we don't have to get there quite yet. I do think that, that they kind of play fast and loose with that in the third act um, to use... That aspect of it when it's convenient, um, but yeah, I I had forgotten how much of this movie Chris Sarandon spends like eating fruit while he's like monologuing when he's like talking to Charlie on the phone, be like, I'm gonna fucking come kick your ass tomorrow night, bro. Just wait, like he's, come on, bro. he's, like, he's like come out, he's like come outside, bro. I'm, I'm gonna come as soon as tomorrow night. I'm gonna come kick your ass, man, and like he's. And the whole time he's just, like, peel, he's like peeling and, like, eating, like, a, like an orange or, like, a tangerine or something. It's like, what kind of fucking vampire is this? Yeah. We don't even see him drink blood that much in the movie. He goes for a sip. Yeah, he goes for a sip every now and then. They kind of do that yeah. off screen. I, guess.
1: Um, I actually really like his familiar... I guess you could call him.
0: His boyfriend. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) He kind of has a weird, like, uh, Jim Carrey-esque affectation about him. He's, like, weirdly facially expressive at times in the movie. Yeah. Um, I find it really (laughs) funny.
0: I love how he's... How much of, like, a reversal of, like, the traditional sort of familiar character is. Feels like a nice little spin on it. Because, you know, usually your familiars are your sort of like cringing um sycophantic little guys you know yeah, little, little little freaks little freaks evil ed is is much more of of what you would consider sort of a a traditional uh familiar um but no uh this dude Cole I think Billy Cole is his character's yeah. name he's just like it's like a dude. It's like kind of a you know tall. Wannabe Dandridge? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's always wearing like flannel shirts, and you know, he's he's like doing handyman stuff around the house. When they go over to the house, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Jerry Dandridge's roommate, Billy Cole." You know, he's just like he's just like a guy. He's yeah. just a guy. <laughs> I don't know. I really I really like that this uh, this vampire's familiar is just like a dude. You know, but. <laughs> It does seem like they're, you know, they're they they have a, we'll say, a sort of inferred homoerotic uh, relationship yeah. a little bit. It's not too heavy handed, but they're
1: feeling each other up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I found that stuff fun. And yeah, me uh, too. What I was gonna say earlier, the scene where. Uh, Dandridge confronts Charlie yeah. Uh, yeah, the first confrontation. That's right. Um, I love how tense that scene is. You know, uh, danger just like, throwing Charlie around, breaking shit in the room. He, like, hangs him outside of the window. And uh, w- one thing I love about that is, like, he pries the window open and there's, like, big nails sticking out of the bottom of the,
0: yeah, the window. Yeah, because at the beginning of the scene we see, uh, you know... Charlie's like nailing his window shut because he knows like he's he's afraid of of dandridge like coming for him so yeah the way he just kind of like flicks it up with like his wrist and just like rips all of the nails out is really cool yeah
1: and there's a lot of tension to that because you know you're worried about it coming down on Charlie um, but yeah. Charlie, you know, narrowly gets away.
0: Yeah, well, he uh, he stabs him in the hand with a pencil, which is, I guess... A little wooden stake. But, yeah, it counts as a wooden <laughs> stake. Why not? Um, and <clears throat> that's when we sort of get a glimpse of, like, Dandridge's, like, vampire form. He gets the big red eyes and the the big teeth and the long uh, Nosferatu fingers and nails and stuff. Yeah. Um I like how, like, before that, when he's just sort of, like, intimidating Charlie, he's like, how about this? I don't want to have to kill you because then I'd have to kill your mom, too. So, why don't you just forget about me and I'll forget about you? And it's like, Great, that sounds like it resolves all of (laughs) our problems, dog. It's like, that is perfect. Like, (laughs) you can forget about me. I'll pretend like there's not a vampire living next door. Sweet, you know? And Charlie instead fucking throws up his crucifix. And it's like, come on, dog. You just had to say that you'd... He was letting you off. Yeah. He just broke your closet door a little bit. I think you're getting off light. Yeah, but he's immoral and just character.
2: And he knows that he's an evil horror monster of the night that rips people's heads off.
0: Yeah, well, he can lie to the vampire and be like, "Yeah, go away, dog. I won't not, do. Not, I won't do nothing." Good, then go good back guys don't lie. Foolish.
1: Stupid guys don't lie. Foolish. You
0: know? Foolish.
2: Foolish. So I learned a fact. Um, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't have too much to say about it, but uh, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was, I was. I mentioned, but I think. I think it's worth talking about um i was i was mentioning fright night to some peers and apparently um they were saying that one of the actors uh for a brief scent uh was in
0: um uh gay porn oh can, are we gonna guess which one it which is one? can we can we guess? oh can that seems a little game? cool
2: but we're already here
0: i don't think it was chris sarandon um evil
1: ed i want <laughs>
0: I want to say Evil Ed too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say it was uh, it was Bill it was the guy who plays Billy Cole the, famili- the familiar. So it actually was Evil Ed.
1: Was it really? Oh, oh, oh man! I didn't actually think that, that was, would be right. Steve Drafres.
2: That seemed um, that seemed too on the nose. Yeah. So uh, for uh, yeah several years uh, using the alias Sam Ritter and. Um, Uh, yeah, apparently, uh, after Fright Night, uh, coming up on Fright Night 2, he was, he was asked to reprise his role, but turned it down to play the lead role in 976 Evil. (laughs) The fuck
0: is that? I don't know,
2: it's not Fright Night 2. Is Um, that gay porn? I, I don't think so. No, that's a
1: horror movie, I've heard of that one. Yeah,
2: um, but he did, uh, uh, but after a stint doing that, um, which... Yeah, no judgment for me uh, at, uh after a stint doing that he he returned to, to horror uh in 2007
0: wow i can't believe that horror pays better than porn um i don't
2: i don't see anything about that in the wikipedia article <laughs> I, can't, I can't really speak to either um <laughs> then
0: why did you even
2: bring it up i know i know God, but man. no i just i did think it was interesting um i think uh at the time it would have been Like, I was was speaking to my friends who's at his 40s, and it it was sort of under the impression that at the the time when that was brought up, it was, like, scandalous, you know, and a big deal. Yeah, Um, I
1: mean, it's a similar time to, like, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, Yeah. And that was equally scandalous, you know, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: that actor whose name I always forget, um, he was, like, one of the only, like, he was one of the, I mean, I, I know very well what he looks like. Um, but I know he was, like, one of the only, like, openly gay actors in Hollywood at that time, who was, like, not... Yeah. 85, yeah you
2: know? Yeah. So, that's, uh, I guess he's... this is going into the 90s, but even still. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting. interesting little side note there, is, uh...
0: So, he really was sucking all over town. <laughs> uh... Is
1: that,
0: is that her, well, I su- didn't say sucking it. Sucking the whole town dry or whatever. Yeah, he is
1: the one that delivers He that has that, yeah, he's
0: and... the one who has that line, no, too. I no, no, <laughs> yeah. Um...
2: Hell yeah! Just another another scream queen. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's a documentary, scream queens.
0: I know it's about the dude from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street too. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we're just
1: talking about. I know, I know.
0: I just fun. Evil Ed's
1: role in this movie is great. He's great. Let's
0: talk about. He's got a fantastic arc. Yeah, he's he's my he's one of my favorite characters for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, He has this, like we were saying earlier, like he's a bit demented at first you know like he he's cackling and making weird noises and everything yeah um, but he's ultimately skeptical of vampires he, he doesn't think they actually exist of course,
2: of course not. Yeah. yeah no who would be in, in a world where vampires aren't real um yeah. i yeah he, he's the kid who like would have eaten bugs on the playground
0: yeah,
1: that's a good way of putting
2: it. Yeah, he was he was the bug eating kid.
0: Very much. Yeah, he's a he's a, a Charlie Kelly type character, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a Charlie Day. Charlie Kelly is his character on Always Sunny. Oh, I that's forget what... they don't call him Charlie Day on, on the show. No, because <laughs> no, that's the actor's name and not the character's name. Oh, that's right. I forget they <laughs> don't they don't call Danny DeVito <laughs> Danny
2: DeVito on the show either. No, but they just call him Charlie a lot. They don't say Charlie Kelly no. all
0: literally all the time. Yeah.
2: I don't know, I've, only seen, I've only seen like 13 seasons of the show. Give me, give me a pass. Yeah, on. right. Um, <laughs> multiple times.
0: Um, well, yeah, you, like, like you said, he doesn't. He doesn't believe uh, Charlie that you know his next door neighbor is a vampire. Wait, like, we're still talking he, about
2: Always Sunny, or <laughs> no?
0: No, we're back on Fright Night. Um, and there's a but,
1: scene where uh, they're walking, going somewhere, and the alley is there.
0: Oh yeah, well, well, yeah. That's that's later, because before that, Ed and Amy get together and are like, maybe if we go talk to Peter Vincent oh, okay. and get him to like just go over to Dandridge's house with Charlie. And prove to Charlie that Dandridge isn't a vampire like if we pretend like we're taking him seriously, then maybe this will snap him out of whatever like paranoid delusion he's he's tied up in um so they 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 go to they go to um. Peter Vincent's house and uh, bribe him. Basically, um, Amy agrees to give him her like five hundred dollar like savings bond or whatever. It's like if you'll just go over there and prove that this guy's not a vampire, then, you know, maybe Charlie will will believe you, like, if you pretend to take him seriously. And they fucking call Dandridge on the phone, and they were like, hey, do you mind if we come over and, like, prove to this kid next door that you're not a vampire? He's like, okay, but you can't bring any crucifixes and I won't drink real holy water. And they're like, okay, it doesn't have to be real holy water, it can just be tap water. He's like, Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> I love uh that scene where they're convincing Peter Vincent to go along with it mm. because he's like, "Oh no, no, no. That's silly. I won't do that. I'm an actor. I have to go to Hollywood. I have standards for a, for a good for a good uh role in a in yeah, a big upcoming film. Well, he's
0: got his eviction notice tucked into the pocket <laughs> of like his smoking jacket. Yeah, uh, I love his little apartment too. All of the like vampire paraphernalia. He's got like a Bela Lugosi yeah. poster like on the vampire wall. Finale. Vampire paraphernalia. Vampire paraphernalia. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got like a like a Nosferatu like head and like hands <laughs> like in in like a glass box. That set is, then, is great. Yeah, they
1: offer him five hundred dollars, and he's he, like, he just turns on a dime. Completely. He's like,
0: I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he dresses up in his full gear, um, and you know they they go meet Charlie, and they go in there, and they're like, Yeah, drink this holy water, and he does. Is like, See, not a vampire, nothing to worry about. Let's get out of here.
2: I love how also like how cheaply his hair is powdered. Yeah, <laughs> his yeah. eyebrows—it makes him look so silly.
0: Yeah. Well, the actor is obviously uh, in real at the time not as old as the character that he's playing. Um, so yeah, they just sort of like sprayed his his hair and eyebrows so it's gray. It's very obvious, but it's a fun it's a fun look.
1: Yeah, well, it it makes sense for the character, too, because he's playing up the artifice of the role. Sure, yeah, of a Van Helsing. You know, it's, like, sort of like Elvira dressing up as Elvira, you know,
2: even outside of the show. Or she just didn't look like that all the time? Damn, that's a
1: shame. Who knows? Who knows? to say? Yeah, not me. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, uh, I love that scene, too, when they're trying to convince Charlie that he's not a vampire, and you know they're they're on their way out and uh you know uh peter vincent pulls out his little uh pocket mirror
0: yeah and notices that dandridge does not have a reflection and then all of a sudden gasp he realizes that that charlie has been telling the truth and he is a vampire all, all along but that freaks him out, and so he's like, I gotta go, I gotta get out of here.
1: Yeah, well, what's funny is, like, rather than trying to protect these teenagers, he's like, I gotta leave. He's like, like no, I do not, yeah, this. it's
0: like, I do not want to have anything to do with these vampires, goodbye. <laughs> um, but then, yes, then we get the, the, <coughs> the sort of, the chase begins, where they're like, well, we can't go home because... We gotta be somewhere where there's lots of light and lots of people, so he, like, can't get us. But, um, you know, Ed is like, I don't have time for this, I'm going home. And, you know, takes a shortcut down the alley, which is a scene that you mentioned earlier, um, where he gets attacked by Dandridge, where he, like, is running down well, the he has alleyways. Well, that fake-out first. So oh, the yeah. The
1: boy-who-cries-wolf sort of situation, where... Right. You know, he goes in the alley and just immediately screams and they run at- You
0: know, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I've been bitten. I'm gonna turn. You have to kill me now, or I'm gonna turn into a vampire and give you a hickey." Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Okay, fuck you, asshole!" And like, they walk away. And then, yeah, he goes down the alley, and Dandridge shows up for real and chases him, and he ends up cornered in this like really little narrow alley. I love that that shot where he's like looking down the alley, like waiting to see if Dandridge is following him, and just like. The fog just, like, rolls in real yeah. thick. And it's like, you're looking to see, too, and you're like, when am I gonna see him in the fog? And then he's just behind him. And wraps him up in his trench coat. Sexually. He's like, he's like, nobody's gonna make you eat bugs or bully you anymore. <laughs> you know, I, all, all you have to do is take my creepy vampire hand. And... Ed does, and he wraps him up in his trench coat, (laughs) Um, which I must say is much uh, less visually effective than pulling a cloak over somebody, throwing a trench coat over them.
1: Yeah, it's still still pretty funny. Oh, Uh, yeah,
0: it's very funny. I like it a lot. And, you know, then, uh, yeah, that's the, the nice little uh payoff to the fake-out of him pretending to be bitten and become a vampire, is that he does get bitten and become a vampire. Yeah.
2: The boy who cried wolf. The boy who became Wolf. the boy who became wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I love that. Immediately after that, he goes to Peter Vincent's house mm-hmm. and uh, tries and he, to get him.
0: It's great because, like, he's that character is already like such a, a, a like a weird little cackling freak, and then. He gets bit and becomes a vampire, and somehow they—it's like this is Spinal Tap when they turn the dial up to eleven. Yeah, it goes it up to eleven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, They turn the the cackling little freak dial up to eleven. <laughs> they just break the knob yeah. off. Um, but that's where we start to get like some of the really good like uh, creature makeup. Yeah, when he goes to see Peter Vincent, his teeth get really big and, and eyes and. Well, and his uh, the eyes turn red. And... I swear
2: they they cast him because he has such a wide mouth already. Like even just his, uh when it's just him without makeup, like his mouth is like just the width. Like like uh, normally your uh, proportionally you're, the 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 edges of your mouth line up with your pupils, um, but his are like going out to the edges of his eyes. Like he's he's got like this really wonderful. It's kind of like it's kind of frog like. So when he when he opens his mouth with all the additional like. Crazy teeth that they've
0: added in. You can see why he was, he was such a good gay no, porn star. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he, that was you coming. Right Saw you right smiling. Into... <laughs> I knew it was coming. Start talking about this dude's wide mouth,
1: <laughs> luscious lips. His big, his his, big, <laughs> his, his yeah. big proportionally oh, no. freakish mouth.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh, I would say that. It's great. It works For really. fitting
0: big no. prosthetic teeth <laughs> in <the> <laughs> yeah. Anywho, he looks great. Get your mind out of the gutter. You get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I love that scene, too, because, like, you just add, like, even more great makeup when Peter Vincent, like, grabs the crucifix and, like, puts it to his forehead and it, like, burns like an x On his forehead, his and like man, his his reaction to that is is so great. Like this, Mm -hmm. he he's just got like this great like sort of like pit like like a like a an injured animal like pitiful, pained screech. Um, Master will torture you. uh, He'll kill you slow slow for this, (laughs) not fast but slow. And then like Jen just jumps out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
1: i love the imagery of the the Burton cross on his forehead honestly like when i think before we just rewatched this when i thought back to fright night that's one of the images that always pops up in my head yeah because it's super iconic like
0: um, yeah i mean this this movie has has like some of the most like iconic like looking vampires yeah well and I what think. i love
1: too about it is like after that happens, like, it's there for the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know, you see it slowly heal, but it's still there. Yeah, it's still, like, know? burned
0: in his head. This movie does, uh, is, like, the best case scenario for, like, having the best of both types of vampires. Like, the sexy, suave, cool vampires, yes. and, like, the weird goblin creature vampire. It might be yeah.
2: some of my favorite, like, designed weird goblins yeah. too. Like the Nosferatu yeah. kind of rat face is fun, but I really love the vam- wild teeth and big bug bug eyes.
0: These vampires yeah, are very- much more wolf-like yeah, than they're, wolf like. Yeah, they're they're true than creatures. Vampires, yeah. Literally
1: wolf-like. Well yeah,
0: Ed turns into a wolf later in another mm-hmm. really great scene. And yeah,
2: I just I love that. I think it's I think it's super cool and fun. And also, much like one of my pod favorites, in near dark they explode. Yes, mm-hmm. fuck yeah they do. Fuck yeah they do. Um, you know uh, what this movie reminds me of is uh, Demon Knight. Also, which I don't th- have. You guys seen?
0: I've not no. seen Demon
2: Knight. It's no. great. It's tale Tales from the, the, the Crypt movie. Yeah, it stars Billy Zane. It's got a lot of ghouls and goblins and things in it, but there's a lot of green goo and fun demon and monster prosthetics and melting things. (coughs) But Billy Zane plays kind of a a crazy, but also suave and charming character. Same era, too. It's a fun 80s, 90s silliness.
0: Well, where the 80s really shine in this movie is is right after uh, Evil Ed gets turned into a vampire as uh, Dandridge pursues... Charlie and Amy into the nightclub called The Club. Um, good name.
1: I love how they, they get into the club just jumping past, like, a chef.
0: Yeah, them. they go yeah, through they go the, the window. window. And, yeah, the yeah. kitchen window, and the chef just, like, has the window open, and they just hop in. They're like, hey, you can't go through there, but then they do. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the scene... We mentioned the scene a little bit earlier in the movie, but it's just, like... So good. It's It's, like... It's like it feels like it's almost like 10 minutes. I don't know if it's actually that long, but it's just like multiple full songs, like four or five like full songs play during this I scene. Think, yeah, like the in first the club
2: song that plays when they start dancing. I think they only play like a verse and a chorus, you know. They don't I mean,
0: these are these are short songs, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: like like 2 minutes mm-hmm. maybe. But it works but for for variety. It's really nice.
0: Cuz yeah, they're they're trying to hide in there cuz they think that they think that, like, they'll be safe in there because, like, Dandridge can't kill them in a room full of people. Um, And, you know, uh, Charlie runs off to try to call the cops again to try to talk the cops into helping them. And while he's doing so, um, Dandridge just, like, swoops in... And seduces Amy, and they do uh, some very sexual dancing on the dance floor while just 80s pop rock track after track. Just it's awesome, fucking bumping, man. It's fucking great.
2: The her her hair is all like big and 80s. They're surrounded by just everyone is just 80s out, and um, all the bright pink bracelets and tiger patterns and uh crazy frayed hair um it's awesome i love the scene he's Uh, getting
0: real handsy she gets down on her knees right in front of his crotch at one point he goes for her neck and she like pushes him back you know like teasing him the
2: she turns and she sees that she's dancing with with thin air and in a mirror mirror, yeah Um, that
0: part's really great
2: yeah there's just so many wonderful wonderful shots and uh, in that that sequence and again the music just it's it is just all the right levels of corny and fun and and cool and still cool and neat and just full of swagger the I way the
0: way that scene ends is so funny too because like charlie gets off the phone and he like sees them dancing and he like runs up and like is like hey Stop stop stealing my girlfriend. <laughs>
1: stop being a vampire pedophile. Stop
0: being a stop being a sexy vampire asshole. Um that that's my that's my broad. Um and like dandridge is like grabs his wrist is like twisting it. He's like you can't kill me in this room full of people. He's like I don't want to kill you, Charlie. I want you and Peter uh Vincent, to come by my house later, alone. That's the only way you'll ever see Amy again. And then, like, starts to leave, and Charlie runs to stop them, and, like, the two, like, security guys, the bouncers, come up in their, like, neat bright neon yellow shirts. (coughs) And I, I thought they were, like... They saw Charlie hassling them, and they're, like, trying to stop him. But then like Dandridge just like attacks them for no reason and like puts on his scary vampire eyes and like picks the really big one up by the neck and like throws like, why are you making a scene like this dog? Like I thought you didn't, you, none of this needed to happen. I love
1: how he slides the big one. Yeah. uh, We just have an overhead shot of him like sliding across Across the, the across
0: the dance floor. And then when they get outside and they like hop in the Jeep That, uh, you know, Billy Cole drives up with and they pull they pull off and evil Ed is like hanging out of the back of the Jeep, like pointing and cackling as they like drive away into the night. So fucking funny, man. It's just like maximum camp. I don't know what more you could want. And then he does. Charlie does successfully convince Peter Vincent to help him. He sort of talks to him as like, "Hey, you know, just because you're an actor doesn't mean that you can't be the 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 real hero for once." And we get this kind of that, that that's one of the things that I love is like seeing like Peter Vincent sort of like trying to like psych himself up to be like put on the role of the vampire killer when he's confronting like a real vampire.
1: Yeah, well, uh, during that. Scene with him and Charlie. You know, he admits that his real name isn't even Peter Vincent. Right. Like this is a character he plays. And after that, while he's you know going up to the house to to confront Dandridge, uh, he's repeating to himself, "I'm Peter Vincent. I'm Peter Vincent,
0: the Great Vampire Killer." Yeah. He puts him. He gets dressed up in his costume and he has his whole box of of. You know, props basically of stakes and crosses and stuff. And I love when they're walking up to the house, too, when um, uh, Charlie's like, What What about, uh, what are you going to do about Billy Cole? Like, he's not a vampire. You know, like the crosses and like the stakes and stuff won't work on him. And <laughs> Peter Fitzpatrick's just like, Well, I also have a gun. <laughs> he's like, pulls out like a revolver. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, cool. Sweet, then we've got awesome. all the we've got all the bases covered then. And so they, they go into the house to try to save Amy and um Peter Vincent pretty much just like immediately turns around and runs away um after their initial confrontation with dandridge where he's once again eating an apple and he's like at the top of the staircase with like this big stained glass window behind him he's like all you have to do is get past me and you know peter vincent holds up the cross and get this the the great part where dandridge like grabs it and like basically just like folds it over on itself he's like that only works uh if you have faith um which again like we did see him use the crucifix on evil ed just a couple of scenes ago and it worked there so like he knows this works don't really know why the cross doesn't work there. Uh, faith is elusive. It comes and goes. Yeah, I, I guess so. Because then when he t- uses it later, then it does work.
1: Yeah, and well, I mean... Yeah, he gets his faith back. Yeah. The scene with Evil Ed, you know, he was trying to save his own life. You know, so he had sure. Also, evil faith Ed by necessity, I, I suppose you could say. Evil Ed is
2: like a tier two vampire. He's like a vampire yeah, it, minion. It's so more like, effective you don't really against need the him, faith. yeah. You can just hit it with him with that. But, like, the, the vampire lord in this? Nah, you need to have faith.
0: Yeah, Straight I up. guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, you yeah, know... It, your lore reason. He, he runs off after that and, like, runs over to uh, Charlie's house next door and has uh, his second confrontation with Evil Ed, who is hiding in his mom's bed, wearing, like, yarn on his head. Some raggedy hand (laughs) shit. (laughs) Um, Emphasis on raggedy. And, you know, as he's chasing (laughs) Peter Vincent out into the hallway, he turns into a wolf, and this is what
2: the Wendy's girl used to look like. You won't believe what she looks like now.
0: <laughs> Doctors hate her.
1: <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, Evil Ed just completely turns into. A yeah, wolf. he turns into He's a. Sure. He
0: he goes full wolf, and he like uh he like charges down the hall, and uh, I, I
1: love this
2: before he charges down the hall. Uh, the door opens and a, just a regular like fucking timber wolf comes out. Yeah, and he's
0: happy. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. happy.
2: He's a happy pup, um, just ready for a treat. And then it cuts to, to uh, I almost said Peter Weller. Uh, it cuts it cuts to Peter Vincent and he's terrified. And it cuts back and it's an entirely different wolf that's white with an angry f- makeup like face on it, like it's a uh, um, it's just like a prop evil dog. Um, and then. And It cuts back to Peter Vincent, and he starts to run, and then it cuts back to the wolf, and it's just the timber wolf again, like running down the hallway. And again, he's just go, he's running for a treat, you know it. Um, like, and I, I love I love that, like how they we should get one shot of a very fake, evil, angry looking wolf, but the rest of the time when it's a real wolf, that, yeah, they that, make
0: his eyes glow red too. Uh, yeah, he's got the big
2: glowing red eyes. It's so silly. Uh, and I love it because he's already been knocked um, into uh, like a little side table. Yeah. And the wooden peg comes up, so when the dog leaps onto him, he stabs it and it falls down the stairs. And it is uh I think my new favorite dog death in cinema. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I don't I don't really like it when they kill the dog in movies. I'm
2: a Well, I'm a this sap. isn't
0: this isn't a dog. This is a <sighs> this is a vampire. This is a vampire yeah, but in wolf form.
2: Yeah, so that helps a lot and also in addition to it's so over the top and corny, and the puppetry is so obvious. You you have to laugh.
0: Yeah, you, you yeah. can't help. Well, yeah, I like, mean, you just see him like throwing this like very obvious like wolf puppet like <laughs> over the railing, yeah. and then he like looks down over the railing. It, it like crashes through like the chandelier there too. Like, it's really yeah. funny, and then like down the ground, it's like the wolf puppet is like it's it's like impaled it's like through with the stake, away. and it's like trying to like <laughs> army crawl away. It's so, so you funny. know they're
2: just doing. It it was, there's no articulation of the puppet. It's just like a stuffed animal. No, that has they've got wires on it. All yeah. it. Yeah, they're just
0: sort of like pulling it from you, under
2: the. Yeah. You know, they were having a fucking funny time. It's such a hokey set.
0: effect. But they do immediately it's follow so it up pretty. with like some of the best practical effects in the movie. Like mm-hmm. as he comes down the stairs and like Evil Ed is in like the process of transforming back into his human form like as he's dying and it's just like this slow agonizing process where he goes like you're just like part wolf, part man. It, it's like it's it looks great. Yeah, it's, it
1: looks fantastic. It reminds me a bit of like American Werewolf in London. Yeah, or the Howling. Yeah. Like maybe
0: not quite of that quality cuz that's like Rick Baker, but like um it it looks it looks good, you know? I yeah. I love when his hand comes down
2: um and it's like part it's it's part dog, part human and it just begins melting. Yeah. It looks incredible. Uh yeah, like yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on the same tier as American Wealth in London, but like it's pretty fucking. It looks good, good yeah. yeah. Um, and like the when he's like half transformed back and he's dying, the I love the the puppetry. Like there isn't a ton of articulation in it; it's mostly just like a fairly basically like chomping mouth, and there's eyes and there's ear movement, but it's the design is so good mm-hmm. too, and it's so wet and nasty and fun. You know, you can't mind. Like it, it's it's great, uh, yeah. and they they get. Just a great deal of use out of it. bunch of like just a, a good like four or five different angles. And...
0: Yeah, and it's drawn out and it like goes through like multiple phases and it's like they really prolong this like long agonizing death, you know. um And evil
2: Eds just shrieking and crying. Yeah, making him... of it and, and is it's pretty uh for for a corny character in a corny film. His death is and and for in something so fantastic and uh, uh, and outrageous. His death knells, his cries are pretty genuine. Like, they're pretty, pretty, uh, yeah. Pretty powerful. And it's like he turns back into
0: human form, and it's like you're reminded, it's like, yeah, he's just a kid. You know? uh, He didn't ask for this. Um, but. So then Peter uh, Peter Vincent, like, after having killed one vampire, he's regained his courage to, like, go back and help Charlie and Amy. And I love, he, he like, takes the stake that he used to kill evil Ed, and he's, like, walking back, and he's, like, standing outside the house, you've just got, like, this, this like, low-angle shot of the house, just, like, wreathed in fog, and there's just, like... They just had dry ice out the fucking ass, like, out the top windows, but, like it's just like pouring down the wall and just getting like thicker and it cuts back to Peter Vincent and he just kind of like looks down at like the stake in his hand and looks back at the house and he just kind of like shakes his head for a second and like keeps going. <laughs> it's just like, I love that moment where just like, just, like I'm going in there with just this. All right, fuck it.
1: <laughs> well, I think-
0: because now he is the vampire. He is the great the great vampire killer. Yeah, well, I
1: think, as well, for the character, it's sort of an internal struggle of realizing the weight of what he's just done.
0: Exactly. Because,
1: you know, seeing uh, Evil Ed in human form with the stake through him, it feels a lot more like murder than, (laughs) you know, killing a wolf. Yeah, I I really like that sequence.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, And then you know, things just sort of, like, continue to, to climax and get bigger. Once they get back in the house, Amy has been turned into a vampire at this point. Um, Charlie asks, like, is there any way to save her? And Peter Vincent's like, yes, we just have to kill Dandridge before the sun rises and she'll go back to being normal. And he's like, are you sure that'll work? He's like, well everything else has been just like the movies so we just have to hope (laughs) um and then uh another great little effect showcase is when uh billy tries to uh, attack them and you know like peter just like shoots him in the head and he like tumbles down the stairs and it's like oh okay it was that easy huh and he like sits back up. He does
1: the Undertaker thing. He does the Undertaker. Yeah, he, he sits
0: back up just like the Undertaker, <laughs> and uh, and starts coming back up the stairs. And they just keep shooting him and keep shooting him, and he's he's still coming. And it's like he's not a vampire, but I guess by being a familiar, he has you know gotten some some kind of powers, um, and. You know after they shoot uh, empty the you know the the gun into him and he's still coming, uh, Charlie takes his stake, which is just like a sharpened like fence post from the from the white picket fence uh, at his house and uh, like stabs Billy and we just get yet another like long drawn out scene of him dying, but this time it's melting and then getting sandy. And then being a wet skeleton, green goo, green goo. Yeah, yeah, he just starts like leaking green goo out of like everywhere. So what was his deal? That's what I'm saying. I don't know because he was uh, he was out during the day. Yeah, he he obviously wasn't a vampire. He was a familiar. He got some kind of powers from from being a familiar, I guess. Like in Renfield. Speaking of eating bugs, exactly. Yeah, maybe he was I... eating, eating bugs. I so I'm that, not
1: sure about the green goo, the the reasoning behind that. No, but you but it, know, it looks great. It looks cool, it looks and cool. It, it no, no, it's a great effect. And so. I,
2: I love, I love too that once he becomes a skeleton, um, he he falls back down the stairs, and it's just bones, it's just it dry just breaks, bones, yeah. And his skull spins, and it hits uh, a, a cat like a like a drawer or the wall down there, and the mouth is still open and screaming, and there's bits of goo dripping yeah. off the skull, and it just looks delightful it's oh, yeah. so much fun. i like
0: when they when, right. Real when, when shit. as he's as he's dissolving uh it, it, that effect again not quite as good but reminiscent of uh raiders of the lost Ark yes. when they all when the nazis all melt at the end that reminds me of that but i like how when he runs out of green goo um it he just starts like pouring sand instead of goo like i don't so he went from being very wet to very dry. They ran out of they <laughs> ran
2: out of goo. They had to do something different.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could probably just stop when you run out of goo. Like, I feel like that's like a good. I don't know where the sand comes from. Well, it's 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 bones. They're
1: they're falling apart.
0: But then Indeed. the skeleton is still the skeleton is still wet. It's still like covered in slime. So, See, he's
1: self cleaning
0: while he melts.
1: Uh, so you, you cover the goo oh, with sand, a, so a, you can sweep yeah. it up that's true yeah dog shit yeah yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. hey when i was when i was a bouncer in college we had a big barrel of sawdust uh in the back for when people vomited often i'm sure (laughs) yes and guess who had to clean it up me until <laughs> until i was the boss and then i had other people clean it up because <laughs> fuck that um but yeah i guess it's the same principle it's so uh, the the goo the sand comes after the goo to soak up the goo so it's yeah. easier to clean he's thinking of his master trying to even you know, there at the end yeah, even there at the end he's thinking he's trying to not inconvenience his master slash boyfriend um and uh we we should probably wrap up pretty soon, but we gotta talk about, you know, when they drive Dandridge down to the basement as the sun is rising, he's like, Ah shit, I gotta go to bed, guys. Yeah, he becomes a he becomes a, a kind of a dinky bat. A dinky bat uh, puppet. That, that puppet looks so is good.
1: Amazing.
2: It, the it puppet looks so incredible. Blood. It's 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 funny that he's yeah. so small it
0: works it lands really yeah why, well. is so <laughs> why is he so small so <laughs> ghoulish and and like they're they're like holding him back with like no pro like he's not super strong when he's in that yeah, when he's, he's in battle. like a ass. hand puppet yeah that they're using. it's so <laughs> funny He's like ah oh, shit i gotta get down to the, i gotta go to bed guys the sun's up good night <laughs> it's just like well, flies
2: down yeah because he starts monologuing in front of the window and you realize he's about to do like a gandalf and the trolls yeah from the hobbit or it's like you know it's just
0: well, yeah cuz he came crashing through the window earlier so the window is just like open now. And we see like as he's monologuing like the the sky getting lighter behind him. And it's like oh yeah, they just got to keep him talking until the sun comes up. But they kind of well, I was going to say they kind of blow their load but no, I guess all of the clocks go off cuz the house is full of clocks. Mm-hmm. So he's like oh yeah, I got to go I bedtime. Um and they chase him down into the basement and uh the amy vampire attacks them um i, guess- I love her mouth yeah because unlike um uh
2: sorry, without context. I
1: can, can we clip that
2: no. okay without context that sounds insane uh, I, I acknowledge that now with context it makes sense because she has an incredible practical mouth
0: if you've seen the po- the poster of Fright Night yeah. like the face that is like looming over yeah. the house with the big wide mouth. I love this, they do it know.
2: differently for each vampire and each character because Yeah. With they've with all Evil they've Ed, all got
0: they've all got their own yeah. character. Evelette has
2: like pro- has prosthetic like teeth inside of his real mouth, but she has like a full mouth built over the top of mm-hmm. her face.
0: It's
1: awesome. It, She's it like the
0: Molina? Uh, uh, I was going to say from World Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Molina. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um I also like how sort of inexplicably when she's a vampire, her hair is now really long. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's got like a short haircut through the whole movie. Then she becomes a vampire and she puts a wig on, I guess. Because like Dandridge doesn't have super long hair. And like Eddie, like Ed didn't grow super long hair when he turned into a vampire. So I don't know why she does. But yeah, she's like chasing them around the basement um, as they're... I I love, like, Charlie's keeping her distracted, but I love that, like, Peter Vincent is, like, he finds the coffin, he's having to, it's, like, locked from the inside, so he's to, like, get a crowbar to pry it open. It's just like the movie that Charlie's watching earlier with Peter Vincent, where the same thing where he's prying open... The coffin, and then the vampire's inside, and then he drives the stake into his chest and, like, starts hammering it in. It's such a nice little—it uh, it, it, rhymes, It's poetry. It rhymes, yeah. like George Lucas would say.
2: But I, uh, I, I do adore where, where it does change. He doesn't kill him right, right there. Uh, Amy shrieks, and he opens his eyes, and he, he perfectly rises up like, uh, Dracula dead and loving it. Like, he does, like, yeah. a full, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, upright, uh, movement that's... From that, laying like, down, from, from
0: laying down to standing without, without bending over. Yeah, without any movement, yeah. just upright. Um,
2: and he pulls out the, the, uh, which I think reinforces the thing with the crucifixes, too. Like, he's so powerful, you know, that it takes more it than takes just It takes more to kill him, yeah. Yeah, um, and, uh, they, they, they do more Scooby-Doing around the basement, and they...
0: Yes, they break open the windows. They start breaking the covering on the window because
2: in the first scene where we're introducing them, we see him painting the window shut Mm -hmm. in the basement. So it nicely, like we get a nice callback to that. There's payoff. They start breaking the windows. I love, I love how how kind of slow that sequence is because after each window, there's just less space for him to move around, and so he's slowly trapped in one spot. Mm -hmm before the final
0: beam of... He's the making, final big window is broken. He's making really goofy noises the whole time, too. Oh, he's yeah. like, <laughs> 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 um,
2: and uh, when the final beam of light hits him, he's hurled <laughs> against the wall. He's
0: thrown across the across room. Into the room. The
2: it's uh yeah, it's great. You can tell that they were pulled him by a rope or something. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. He launches across the room, hits the wall, and explodes, and there's a big bat skeleton. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. shrieks. As
1: it's like he... green flames too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like the force of the sunlight is like pinning him to the wall, like as it uh slowly melts him. And yeah, as his as he's being melted, his skeleton. And, like, shrinks into, like, a big bat. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then, you know, uh, their, their right is just like on TV. They kill Dandridge, and, and Amy goes back to uh, to being human and has normal, the her the same length hair that she did earlier in the movie. And the same length mouth? And the same... <laughs> And everybody gets their happy ending, Except. and Peter Vincent gets and, his show back. He gets his show back, and uh, <laughs>
2: he's a host uh, for an alien show.
0: Yeah, well, he's, it's still the, the it's same still Fright, Fright Night, Night show. He still like sits up in the coffin, but he's like, "I we're gonna give vampires a rest for a little while." This next movie is about uh, killer Martians from beyond the stars. And I don't star in this one. <laughs> but yeah, there's that little that little hint that uh, all might not be well. Because, like, Peter or Charlie gets up to, like, turn the TV off or something. And he thinks he sees, like, two glowing eyes in the window next door. But, and, you know, he's like, it's like, is he going to get paranoid again? And Amy's like, Charlie. He's like okay, we can have sex for real this time. I won't be a weird freak about the vampires. And uh, then we, you know, sort of cut back to the window and we get evil Ed's laughter as the credits start to roll. He's still alive and out there, I guess. Is he the villain in the second one? I haven't haven't seen seen the the second second one. one, Well, the actor
2: didn't star in it, as we we noted earlier.
0: Oh, okay. Well, damn. Um... But hey, at least we got another great original credits song um, as as we as we always love on this show. Uh, It's so eighties too. Yeah,
2: it is. It's it's uh, quite reminiscent of uh, Dream Warriors. Uh, Yes, Dachin. Fright Night uh, theme song, Fright Night. um, Yeah, about how frightful the night is and vampires and how they're going to come and suck us dry. And I love w- it. Was that
0: one of the Sparks songs? It kind of sounded like Sparks, but I did. couldn't tell. I don't know
1: if it was I'm not, not sure. But...
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Great, fucking fantastic, little schlocky 80s vampire movie. Ben, why don't you rate this? Yeah, I I, I think this
1: is an 80s horror classic. No real complaints. Uh, great movie, big recommend. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5.
0: Cleveland?
2: Shit. I mean, I don't have any r- real reason not to give it a five. I loved it. I had a great time with it.
0: Why not? Great movie. Sweet. Five. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i going to, I think I'm going to give it a four and a half as well. Um, it, is, it is a really fun movie. Um, great practical effects. Really fun, campy characters. Well paced, well directed. Um, yeah. A lot of fun. Can't go wrong. Yeah.
1: I, I do want to mention uh, the remake. Uh, oh yeah, came out twenty eleven. Actually, pretty decent, pretty pretty fun. It has a, an insanely stacked cast. Yeah, so David Tennant is the villain. It, David Tennant is Peter
0: Vincent. In oh, that's even better. Yeah,
1: he, he plays. The, yeah,
0: Colin the, Farrell is is the Dandridge yeah. character. Whoa, right? yeah,
1: she's yeah. great. Anton Yelchin is Charlie. Wow. And uh Imogen Poots is Amy. Uh Christopher Mintz the guy who played McGlovin is Evil Ed. That's crazy. Which is just perfect casting. Yeah, is. And uh uh Tony Collette is the mom.
0: Yeah, wow. Dave Franco's in it too. Banger just cast. Crazy. Insane. I never saw it. I've never like really heard much about it. It
1: punches above its weight for um one of those horror remakes of that era. Okay. I will say. It's directed by the guy who directed itania Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um I will say my biggest problem with it is A, it has a lot of C G effects, which is a bummer. And B it has that kind of post zombie land syndrome mm. where like it's very quippy at times. Okay. Um, but, you know, for a horror comedy, you know, I give it a little more of a pass. It, again, it punches above its weight for I'll it. I'll probably give it a shot out of curiosity. Yeah.
0: Well, that will give uh, Fright Night an average of 4.7 out of 5. So definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. Especially if you're a fan of 80s horror. Because it is that. Yes. Um, next week, it's a Patreon pick. And this pick uh, comes courtesy of our newest pod boy, uh, Mitchell. Yo! Uh, Mitchell gave us a couple of recommendations. One was chosen at random, and we're going to be watching Occult. Ooh! Fuck yeah! Yeah. uh, Nice! By Koji Shiraishi, uh, who did Noroi the Curse, Curse, which is a a golden pod. Um, I have... Heard great things about a cult, but I have not seen it. Well, so as we know, I'm very excited. I have
2: seen his other film,
0: Cult, cult.
2: but I have not seen a cult. Okay, I, it's wild to me that they would do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that they would name one of his movies because it's they're all part of the same world, from what I understand.
0: That's what I understand cult. too. Is that they're they're not they're not like, cult is part of Neroi.
2: Like there is a lot of tie-ins there, or at least there's a lot of the same themes and ideas that he's playing with.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I've heard about occult as well. Yeah, is is that that and Neroy and Cult sort of all exist in the same universe? Yeah. Well, if
2: um, we watch occult, we're probably going to have to watch cult at some point. After sure. That, yeah. Absolutely. I, I have. I well, definitely have things it. to say about it. Pick nope. it. For, yeah.
1: for one of your picks, Cleve. Nope. nope. Stop what? being like we should cover it, but yeah. I'm not going to pick it for my pick. Nope i got other things to pick.
0: Trying to pawn it off on the Yeah. Well, anyway, next week is a cult. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. Um, let's do a sponsor real quick. I did perform the rituals oh, to refill the sponsor you? shelf. Wow. Yeah.
2: all right. So we The have... shelf is bounteous and full. Oh, that's, that's why you're missing that part. Correct. I see. I'm sorry about yeah. that, by the way. I didn't, I didn't mention that before. It'll but, grow back. Yeah, it always does. All right. So ladies and gentlemen... You said, "Lady and gentlemen."
0: Yeah, the the uh, the one lady listener You're probably our demographic. Anyway, um, probably being generous, frankly. Yeah. Uh, point five, lady
2: and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was brought to you by John Christ. No relation.
1: <laughs> Thanks, John. Christ. Thanks, John. Great guy. One of our most loyal listeners, truly, and
0: sponsors. Mm-hmm. We thank him. John Christ. No relation. <laughs> Praise be to him. <laughs> yeah. All right. That'll, <laughs> that'll do it for us this week. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, and Micah, and Mitchell. Yes. Can't forget about Mitchell. Never forget. Um, never forget. <laughs> just, just like nine <laughs> eleven, um, and the Alamo. Uh, a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you can also follow us on Letterbox at letterbox dot com slash pod people pod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. My recommendation for this week. I just watched a really good movie a couple of nights ago. Probably going to pick it for the podcast at some point, but in the meantime should check it out. It's called Savage Land. It's a I hesitate to call it a found footage. It's like a mockumentary horror film. Um, it's about a uh small town on the Arizona Mexico border where the entire population is brutally murdered overnight. The one survivor gets arrested and blamed it's a documentary about that. There's no actual footage of the event, but he had a camera with one roll of film. So we're seeing his photographs that he took throughout the night as they piece together the events of what happened. Really spooky, really haunting. Good. Check it out.
1: That sounds amazing. Um, I guess for my recommendation, I saw a very recent movie over the weekend, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one.
0: Oh, the, um, yeah, the South I thought one. it
1: was delightful. It has a really youthful energy to it. I'm glad that they cast actual teenagers for the turtles, and they let them improv a bit. And because of that, there's such a natural rapport between the four that there's a great chemistry there, and it works great. Um, Ida Itabiri from The Bear um and recently that that movie bottoms is in it she's she plays <coughs> april o'neill she's really great um the art style is fantastic really like sketch driven like 2d 3d kind of like uh, yeah it's got, got that spider verse yeah um it's delightful i would
0: definitely recommend people go see it hell it's yeah fun. ninja turtles i am gonna see that yeah same 100%. what do you got clave
2: uh yeah, go go once again. I'm gonna shout out the same thing I did last week. Go check out our wish list. I doesn't exist. Um, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun spooky little time. You'll enjoy it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's praise after all. Praise be to John. Praise be to John Christ. It is a a frightful night, so lock your doors and windows tight. All right? All right.